Folks, after a weekend of a couple of very big wins against the Ottawa Senators and Philadelphia Flyers, the Jets are now just the second team to cross the 31-win threshold. Obviously, this has been a, a chaotic season for the Jets. Lots of injuries, uh, the big coaching change, and you know, plenty of circumstances surrounding the team that have made you know performing every game a little bit of a challenge, but the Jets have done it. And we'll dive into their most recent games on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Winnipeg Jets fans, welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode, but most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Now, looking at, uh, of course, this past weekend, like we were talking about just a minute or so ago, obviously obviously the Jets had a, a pretty big weekend against the Ottawa Senators and the Philadelphia Flyers, neither of which are like juggernaut opponents right these are teams that you would say the jets are probably expected to win uh, and win against but you know any given sunday kind of stuff when it comes to the nhl and after a couple of losses against the montreal canadians and the uh, toronto maple leafs you know you weren't really sure would the jets have big bounce back performances against the ottawa senators that was a pretty strong yes though i would say for at least part of the game the jets were on the quieter side it wasn't like a super explosive game, at least for the start of it. Uh, Ottawa, I thought, put Winnipeg under pressure on a number of opportunities. There were some counters that were dangerous. Hellebuck had, I thought, a pretty strong outing, made a couple of nice saves here and there. Generally speaking, though, the Sens weren't like super dangerous. Um, I think we all know that the Ottawa roster is, at this stage, not particularly good. The defense is not great. Uh, the goaltending has been very hit or miss. Their forward core is a little bit on the weak side. Uh, And so for the Jets, you know, this was a a game in which they just needed to stay smart, stay out of the uh, sin bin, and, you know, you probably get through here with a quality win. And, well, yes, they definitely came through with a quality win. Uh, Winnipeg ended up winning 5-1, to and we saw some great stuff. We saw a Mark Shifley brace, uh, Morrissey adding yet more points to what has been a ridiculous season so far. Cole Perfetti scored a late power play goal to get the monkey off of his back just to seventh of the season, despite having quite a few assists this year. Uh, but just in general, a, a really nice game in which Winnipeg really didn't give the Sens too much to work with. Uh, and, and Ottawa, in turn, was a little bit generous to the Jets. I think Winnipeg had a couple of easy looks on Anton Forsberg. I thought Forsberg made at least a couple of decent saves, but generally speaking, you know, Winnipeg was just better. Uh, and more clinical on the scoring opportunities that, you know, the Sens presented. And I thought the Jets took advantage, which is nice because 
uh, against Toronto, despite outplaying the Leafs a lot, you know, Winnipeg wasn't really able to get past that um, that layer of, of goaltending with Samsonov and some block shots from Toronto's defense. So, you know, a really big bounce back game against the Sens. And it was nice to see Perfetti especially getting rewarded for it because uh, Cole, I think, for the past few weeks has been a little bit frustrated, I'm sure. You know, he's been making great passes. He's been nabbing a bunch of assists. But, you know, obviously just coming back from injury from the past few games and kind of getting back up to speed, it can be a challenge sometimes to really find yourself back in the groove. And it wasn't like Perfetti in his previous games was like a big goal scorer. And yet he finds himself in a lot of those really dangerous areas. And so it's kind of about, you know, getting him into those shooting lanes, restoring his confidence and, you know, allowing him to think about maybe taking a few more shots for himself. It's not like he hasn't been uh, a noted goal scorer in his junior years. His shot and release are very good. I mean, that's one of the uh, sneakily underrated parts of his game. Uh, We just haven't really seen it manifest itself with the Jets too much. But with that great like goal line score that he had against the Sens, maybe that'll start to open the floodgates a little bit. It, it probably doesn't really work that way, but you know it's nice to dream that maybe this is kind of the uh, the catalyst for him to start nabbing a few and bagging a few because, I mean, he's just always in really good positions. At the very least, we know that he's going to be bagging tons and tons of assists. I could kind of compare him favorably to like maybe like Nick Backstrom. You know, Backstrom back in the day used to be Ovechkin's kind of feed machine. And I feel like Perfetti is basically going to do that for just about anyone who's got, you know, finishing ability, whether it's Connor, Shifley, Ehlers, pretty much anyone. I think the Coltrane is going to be a monster. So very happy with him. Very happy with this win. Five to one victory. Uh, Like I said, maybe started off a little bit on the slower side at first, but then, you know, the Jets started warming up. They kind of remembered that the Sens are not particularly good and from there, the Jets just sort of took flight, took over the game, and won 5-1. But, of course, Winnipeg kind of had a bit of a back-to-back over the weekend. And, you know, back-to-backs recently, you kind of wonder, right? Are the Jets going to come out looking sluggish in the second game? Or are they going to do that thing like they did against Buffalo and Pittsburgh, where, you know, the Sabres game was a bit of a slog, but then after that against the Pens, the Jets just seemed to soar. We'll talk about that game against the Flyers, the second half of the back-to-back, in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a boost to my immune system and a quick start to my morning routine. If you're wondering what AG1 is, it's just one delicious scoop of uh, their powder mix that gives you 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to kickstart your day. It's a It's a great and easy way to get started with your morning routine, and best of all, it is lifestyle-friendly. Whether you're on a keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free diet, they always make sure to address that. And of course, it contains less than one gram of sugar, so you're not really adding any unnecessary carbs or sugars to your added, you know, to your daily diet. And there's no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, and you know, obviously. A lot of very healthy drinks and stuff tend to be really expensive, and AG1 takes a lot of that out by costing just about $3 or even less than $3 a day. And with over 7,000 five-star reviews, you really can't go wrong. It's so much better than taking multivitamins, and again, it is super convenient. 
Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are dialing back in to talk about uh, the second half of Winnipeg's back-to-back, which was obviously not an easy uh, schedule. You know, the, the, the Suns and Flyers on back-to-back evenings, not the toughest back-to-back, I would say, but also not a cakewalk. I mean, the Flyers have kind of been a little bit up and down recently uh, in between some of the controversies around the team and the on-ice performance due to a lot of injuries. You know, the Flyers have kind of been, <laughs> I guess, swinging uh, on the pendulum scale back back and forth, you know, lots of highs and lots of lows. So, uh, I wasn't going to say that I thought this would be an easy victory. I mean, the Flyers are towards the bottom of the Metro Division, but you know they're only trailing the uh, the Islanders and the and the Pens by like um, between four and seven points, depending on which team you're looking at. So it's not like Philadelphia is wretched this year, but they're also bad enough to where I thought, given what we saw against the Sabers and Pens. With this kind of back-to-back schedule, I thought the Jets could probably pull it off. And actually, you know what? The Jets were very much in the same mindset. You know, by the end of the first period, they were up 3-1. to one. They were cruising. I mean, things looked pretty flipping good. Uh, Axel Janssen Fialbi got it started with a nice tip. Kyle Connor had a great goal uh, off of a two-on-one with Perfetti. And then probably the sexiest goal of the evening. Um, you probably know which one I'm talking about. Ehlers to Wheeler to Mark Shifley. Tic-tac goal a beautiful setup, uh, and just nothing the Flyers could do. And, you know, the, on- the only response that Philadelphia had for that first period was um, obviously Provorov's goal. So the Jets in general just really in control for the first 20 minutes. They were fast. They were dangerous. They were effective. And that's really what you want to see with this team. Uh, the more aggressive and more dangerous the Jets are, the better off life is for everyone. And we all know that Winnipeg this year uh, in particular is kind of built to take early leads and then try and defend it. You know, if this team has to play off the back foot immediately, it's usually a little bit more of an uphill slog. But this year, uh, thankfully, the Jets have generally put themselves in pretty good positions to be the ones commanding games, and that was the case here. Now, uh, unfortunately for the Jets, I I do think that maybe knowing this was the Flyers and knowing that at times you could maybe either push the pace to try and bury your opponent or occasionally take the foot off the gas all of that kind of you know pushed the jets to maybe get into some undisciplined situations and they gave the flyers a couple of easy gimmies on some power play goals uh kevin hayes had a couple one of which was a really nice goal line goal uh i don't know if riddick really had that much wrong in his positioning on the near post i i can't really say much other than kevin hayes was just amazing with the shot and then uh hayes again towards the start of the third period Again, punishing Winnipeg's undisciplined play. And, you know, you were just kind of like, oh, you know, is this the start of the surge where the the Flyers kind of take over? Because for a few minutes, Philadelphia was the more dangerous team. I thought that they were attacking the slot effectively. Um, Their passing looked crisp. Their counters were good. But then the Jets kind of had the backbreaker. 
Carson Kuhlman, of all people, wouldn't really expect him to be like a primary goal scorer or anything, but he had a beautiful drive, uh, starting around the faceoff circle, kind of cutting in against the defender, and just sort of tucked it past the goaltender. I don't think uh, was it was Sandstrom uh, this time. I don't think he was really uh, expecting this. I mean, it wasn't even really a shot, just the puck sort of leaking off of, of Kuhlman's stick. I don't know if this was him intentionally trying to do something a little bit deceptive. If it was, I mean, it was amazing. Even if it wasn't, it was still pretty cool. But he just sort of poked it through Sandstrom's pads. Felix, was, I think, was probably looking for like a pass or an actual shot attempt. But just like that, the Jets are up 4-3, to three, and it couldn't come at a more important time. Winnipeg then sort of finished it off with a Kevin Stenland empty net goal. And so, you know, the Jets win 5-3. to three, And for the most part, I would say that... Um, they they were just the better team. The Flyers didn't really have uh, a strong push until I would say the third goal that they scored uh, from Kevin Hayes. But otherwise, you know, the Jets were just better. I mean, there's not much else to say about this other than I, I, I do think I would like the Jets to be a little bit more cautious at times. Um, I think the Jets occasionally got themselves into some penalty troubles that were a little bit unnecessary. But, you know, the the, the refs were also probably looking for something to call because Winnipeg had had a number of different power play opportunities. I will say that the power play for the Jets was a little bit substandard this, this evening, but it wasn't that big of a deal. A couple of good saves from Sandstrom, a couple of just very unlucky, fluky bounces here and there. But, you know, for this team and, and for how it's built, you'd like that power play to click a little bit more uh, effectively against a team like Philadelphia. But grand scheme of things, pretty small complaint. Can't really be upset. Riddick had a, a really great late game save that ended up preventing what would have been the game tying goal and probably would have forced overtime. So congrats to the big save, Dave. Wasn't like he was amazing out there, but he didn't have to be, I guess, just as long as he kept the Jets in it, in it and uh, avoided conceding the lead too, too many times. Um, that's pretty much all you're asking of him. I think we all know that generally speaking, He's maybe not uh, the, the best backup that we've had, but he does work hard. He tries, and I guess that, that's all that counts. I will say I did have one other criticism from the coaching staff. Ehlers and Perfetti basically did not play in the last 10 minutes or so, only a couple of shifts here and there, and I think that for me is probably a mistake. Uh, I know that you want to put out your most defensively responsible players, but look, the Jets defenders are, are just not very good at it, right? Winnipeg's defense is better thought of as um, offensive possession. I think the Jets are, are not a team that can sit deep and soak up pressure. Winnipeg is best when it's keeping uh, possession further up the ice, away from Hellebuck and Riddick. So in this respect, I think benching Perfetti and Ehlers wasn't really the approach that I would have. Uh, it worked out this time, but I think against better opponents, you probably need to just trust them and let them do their stuff. I mean, Perfetti actually has some reasonable defensive value. So long as he's, uh, you know, managing the puck carefully, I think he can force turnovers and stuff. Ehlers, maybe less so, but, you know, the whole point of putting him out there is that you don't have to worry about defending because he's keeping so much offensive pressure up the ice. But all in all, really can't complain about this win. Uh, two very big victories over the weekend, back-to-back -back nights, and now the Jets have um, a couple of upcoming games some of which are not going to be super easy, but I think Winnipeg is probably expecting at least this upcoming week to be pretty profitable for their standing. So we'll talk about what some of those games are heading into the All-Star break and right before the All-Star break uh, and, and kind of talk about 
how many points I expect the Jets to come away with. But before we go any further, I want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And right now, new customers can join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parley. If you're honestly wondering about, you know, what bets I would be interested in for the Jets this week, I kind of feel like taking the Jets against the Preds and Flyers is relatively safe. Not going to spoil it too much because I do want to talk about those games in just a little bit. But, you know, for those of you who want to cast your lot at FanDuel, I recommend those to be some matchups that would potentially be pretty favorable. And of course, all of this is on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football and hockey fans, don't miss out. Place your $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We're just wrapping up really quickly with some final thoughts on this episode. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Winnipeg's pre-All-Star break schedule, well, or what's remaining of it, really. The Jets have the Preds, then the Sabres, Flyers, and Blues, and three of those games are at home, which is great. Uh, Winnipeg has basically played most of the last few weeks on the road, which you'd figure because Winnipeg did have a long home stretch. And uh, the East on the road has been a bit of a mixed bag for the Jets. The Eastern Conference this year is obviously one of the toughest out there, but it wasn't like every team the Jets lost to was necessarily that strong. But it is what it is, water under the bridge. Winnipeg, like I said, uh, first team to 31 wins in the West and just the second team to win more than 30 games this season, only behind the Boston Bruins. Still sixth in the entire NHL, man. I just can't get over that. Uh, sixth in the league, man. That's amazing. But, you know, this week I'm expecting a, a pretty good run. I think the Jets will beat the Preds on the road, and I think they've got a really good chance of getting two wins between the Sabres, the Flyers, and the Blues. Ideally, I think the Jets could actually win all four of these games. Um, but, you know, look, you're going to have to lose games at some point. And when Winnipeg is racking up major win streaks and stuff, you're, you're just going to stumble at some point. It's impossible to be perfect every game. And I think with how the Jets have been recently, some bad habits kind of creeping back into their game, some, you know, maybe more substandard performances uh, from Hellebuck by his own standards, you sort of expect that somewhere in there might be a loss or two. But as long as the Jets come away with like four or five points, I really don't think there's anything to be concerned about. Even if they lost like three games, I mean, that would be not not great if I'm being honest. But, you know, it's not that big of a deal because the Jets have given themselves so much of a cushion. Uh, it's it's great that Winnipeg is basically right there with the Stars at the, t- at the top of the Central. Um, it's really hard to see Winnipeg falling behind uh, in the playoff race at this point. I mean, they've pretty firmly stamped their spot in the postseason. All that's kind of left is to determine where they fall in the seedings and whether or not they could actually win the West or Central. Uh, Vegas has definitely hit a bit of a snag. They are falling off the pace a lot with the mounting injuries, including Mark Stone and just the general mediocre performances recently. So Dallas is kind of the team to beat. 
Colorado hasn't been consistent enough to be a real threat to win the West. Uh, most of the other teams like Minnesota and Seattle are, are good, but maybe not top of the conference or top of the division quality good. Seattle might win the Pacific, though, so that's something to keep an eye on. But I think at the end of the day, the Jets have a really good chance to come away with the top honors in the entire conference. So, yeah, I mean, what can you even say? It's been a really run, uh, a really fun run of form recently for the Jets. And I, I think this week and into uh, the All-Star break could be really profitable if you're a Winnipeg fan. I think the Jets have given themselves plenty of opportunities to uh, really stamp their identity on this on this league. And I think Winnipeg has done more than any other season so far in recent memory, reminded folks of why Winnipeg was such a dangerous team in 2017-2018. Those waves of relentless pressure, uh, the really good committed four checks, some of the amazing star talent that the Jets have. At this point, now it's just kind of building on that, maybe adding a couple of players through trades and we are getting closer and closer to the March trade deadline. So let's hope Winnipeg has some really fun stuff for us in store. Let's hope for three or four victories over the next, uh, I would say, seven or eight days. Let me know what you're thinking, how the Jets are going to do. Drop your predictions for the upcoming games in the comments below uh, or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. I will see you folks tomorrow with a preview on uh, the upcoming Preds game. And as always, have a great one. Thanks for listening and go Jets go.